Welcome everyone to another episode of The Running Elephant. I'm Nigel Sullivan, Booba's Chief Sustainability and People Officer, and I'm delighted that we're joined by Zoe Vafadari, our Chief Brand Officer, for the first time on The Running Elephant. Welcome, Zoe. Hi, Nigel. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. Good to have you. Um, so in today's episode, surprise, surprise, we're going to be talking about Boopa's brand. But first of all, before we get into that, Zoe, you joined Boopa last year. Um, can you tell us a bit about your career, your background, and how you ended up in the role that you're in now? Yeah, of course. Um I won't, I won't go all the way back to day dot, but um, you know, fair to say I sort of started my career in, in marketing, working uh, agency side, actually, and originally uh, fresh from uni, uh, working on property brands and restaurant brands and things like that. Um, and then I spent some time in-house um, working in the entertainment industry, um, working on marketing different film releases, uh, which was really interesting because every every film's different, every target audience is different. Um, um, and after doing that for a few years, um, I then moved into uh, retail and uh, marketing different mobile phones uh, for a European retailer. Um, very fast paced, um, lots of change, really interesting industry. Um, and then following that, I moved on um, to work for a broadband company. And um, whilst there, I was head of marketing um, and then also moved to become director of internal communications and engagement. And then following that, um, the director of customer experience. Um, it's been great to work across, you know, just so many sectors. And I guess that's what's kept my career quite interesting and varied and brilliant to now be working in healthcare and um, 18 months in, still still learning. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I've, I've picked roles where I think I can add value by finding sort of creative solutions to business problems and interesting ways to talk about those and help people feel uh, really that they understand the business they work for and quite committed to um, making the most of it. Thanks, Zoe. And, and what what was it that attracted you to Booper? I think probably three things. Um, the first would be our purpose and, and the mission. So this sense of, you know, helping people live longer, healthier, happier lives and making a better world. I mean, God, if that's not a reason to get out of bed every morning, I don't know what is. I mean, it's so compelling. Um, and then I think the second would probably be the the amazing heritage uh, that Booba has, you know, a brand that's existed for 75 years, sort of dedicated to looking after people. And um, that's that's a wonderful history to build on. And I think that leads to probably the third point, which is our, our brand potential. Um, we've got 85,000 colleagues that do amazing work um, and they've, you know, they've carried us through the pandemic. And as we continue to work on really transforming ourselves and the business with our three by six sort of elephant strategy, I mean, there's a lot more to come. There's a lot to talk about. And I think it's all that potential that's so exciting. So yeah, it's a combination of those three things really that I think really attracted me to Booper. All right. Well, we'll come back to, um, Come back to the Booba brand uh, shortly, but um, just think about brands in more general. I mean, are there any any brands that you particularly uh, admire or th- think that are doing things well? Yeah, oh, loads. I love this question, but there's so many different answers. Um, some brands really impressed me for different reasons. Um, there are brands who are really great at living their purpose. Um, I, I think Patagonia's had a lot of news coverage in the last few months um, for being a brand that does just that, um, and you know, very dedicated to to, to their mission. Um, there are a few other brands that I think equally are really interesting. There's a lovely chocolate brand from the Netherlands called Tony's Chocolate Only, but they um, are dedicated to making chocolate 100% slave free. And I think you know, it's great to hear about 
brands that are so dedicated to their purpose and so committed. Um, but then there are others who um, who are committed to making your life easier. And, you know, as a busy full-time working mum, those brands appeal to me too. And whether that's Netflix and their amazing algorithms that serve up exactly what I want to watch in the the short window of time I've got, um, or or brands like Fitbit, you know, who can help sort of keep keep track of uh, whether I'm walking enough in between meetings. And then there are the brands that I think just enhance your life. And actually those are increasingly a bit more experiential, aren't they? But whether that's things like I've got quite into listening to my podcast recently and there's a great company um, or production called the High Performance Podcast and I quite enjoy listening to their very varied updates. You know, they're quite inspiring, but also brands that are just a bit fun. Um, I think that Specsavers uh, and their um, hilarious social media posts sort of not taking themselves too seriously sometimes is, is also adds value. So, so yeah, there are brands doing really interesting things and I think in in different areas, um, they appeal for different reasons. But, you know, it's important to have a, a personality and a sense of humour, important to inspire people, important to remember we're here to try and make lives easier for our customers um, and that, you know, we've got a, a, a purpose and a mission to deliver as well. So kind of looking at all those brands for a bit of inspiration ourselves and what bits we might take. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of uh, my own research, uh, Zoe, just in the, in the different brands. And, you know, you Google like top brands, you keep getting Apple, Nike, Interesting, IKEA yeah. come up consistently. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting that. You know, you sort of expect the usual suspects, Amazon and all the rest of it. But it was interesting. I looked at the Forbes top 100 brands. Well, t- top let's start with top 50. There are no healthcare brands there whatsoever. There are very few, I would I call corporate sort of B2B, you know, business to business brands. There's IBM, Oracle, Cisco, people like that in the tech space. Um, you've got, there's two financial services, Bank of America and Chase, and that's it. Um, and I looked at the top 100 then, so you went on, and still again, it's uh, Pepsi, Gucci, Amex, no healthcare. So I just wonder if we have an opportunity, I mean, not that would be an end of its own right, do we on the Forbes top 100 brands, um, but given the importance of healthcare, there's, there's nothing there. Do you think that matters uh, in terms of our brand and, and where, where it sits, uh, either as a corporate brand, a consumer brand, whatever? What do you think about that? I think I think it points to the opportunity. You know, when you mentioned sort of what attracted me to Bupa, I think I think it is this sort of brand potential that perhaps we've. We, we've been quite modest in, in in serving our customers and and doing a great job of that for the last seventy five years. But we've we've probably not invested as some of those other brands you've just mentioned have in their brand presence, in telling their story really confidently, in um, in, in and in building that kind of brand fame. Um, and there's a massive opportunity for us to do that. And and I think that's. Yes, that's for commercial benefit, but that's also builds kind of colleague pride as well and customer pride and sort of reinforces that they've made the right decision. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I think it's really interesting that um, perhaps we've been very focused on delivering for our, for our customers, but we've sort of perhaps been remiss in not talking about that more confidently and more overtly um, and really focus on building that brand. Um, we've, we've got great heritage, um, but there is a lot more potential. Again, I agree with you. You know, there's one thing to have the communication and all that sort of stuff. And people often think of that, you know, that, that um, I think if you're a, like me, a, 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 you know, a novice in this space, not an expert in this space. But 
what's what a, a brand identity in terms of its image, its consistency, that it's genuine and stuff like that, that it stands out from other brands, seems to uh, to me fit very much with Bupa. You know, in terms of we are unique. You know, and and therefore you would imagine our brand identity would sit well with the kind of characteristics you would expect. You know, of 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 a brand with a really great identity. I, I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. When I joined um, eighteen months ago, we also went through a phase of um, redesigning our our values um, from sort of seven, I think it was, down to three. Uh, and I'm sure nearly every single colleague now knows that those are brave, caring, and responsible. But to have that uh, clarity of uh, sense of self, I think is really helpful in terms of then going on to decide, well, what are the kind of decisions we take as a brand going forward? Where do we show up and how do we behave? And all of those um, th- those examples become brand building moments. And I think there's just much more that we can do to to, to point to people to say, look, you know, th- this is how we show up. So um, whether that might be an example of... Uh, how we have have supported our colleagues in Poland whilst they've been dealing with um, the the vast amount of Ukrainian refugees who've arrived in Poland in the last year. We've absolutely, you know, shown up as a brand that that looks after its people and its customers. And so uh, there are more and more examples of that, I guess is what I'm saying. And I think we should be more confident in how we talk about ourselves, uh, like the, like some of those brands you've listed, and start to get the credit for it. Yeah, and the genuine piece for me, uh, I mean, obviously, um, sustainability is very close to my heart, as mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and close to my job title. Um, so one of the learning journeys I've been on is is people respect a brand sometimes for maybe what you're not doing or your honesty about what what's working and what's not working, and, and that applies to some of the really great brands in, in, in sustainability, some of the consumer brands, where it's really difficult for yeah, some of these consumer goods brands, not mention the names, but it, it's hard for them not to, to produce plastic bottles or packaging or, you know, it's not it's not easy to deliver your business model, you know, uh, and, and, and IKEA is a good example as well. Actually, I talked to Pia about that, uh, you know, a couple of podcasts ago. And I think that honesty and, and genuineness, it's not, it's, I think it's more than a logo. Do you agree with that? Definitely. And sustainability is a brilliant example of this. It sort of it starts with pride. You know, brand starts there. Um, and it's about giving our colleagues and customers you know, reasons to feel really proud they chose us. It's an active choice. Um, you know, we need to kind of reward that choice with examples that constantly prove they've made the right decision. Um, and our commitment to sustainability and, and, and the strategy that we launched um, just in November um, is a really good example of that. Um, we want to give people reasons to go home, talk about us, and generate advocacy and and genuine fans. You know, I guess that's a that's a extreme version, but you 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 want your your people and your customers to feel that they've they've found a like minded partner in us, and that they want to talk about that, and that they see they see us demonstrating the. Um, like-minded thinking I guess that can only really work well if we really live up to what we promise and so making commitments particularly with sustainability but with customer experience too and other aspects of our business just really making sure that we meet or surpass expectations um in terms of what we've what we've promised we'll do well why don't we let's 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 pick up on that why don't we dive into the sustainability film so um I think hopefully everybody's seen it or heard uh, but maybe just to just give you a, a little reminder here of, of what we recently uh, released. We've 
taken on the planet as our newest patient. Treating it with the same care and compassion we treat you with. Because if the planet lives a healthy life, we all can too. So that's available on a YouTube channel near you or WorkVivo or uh, wherever uh, you, you care to uh, access it, listeners. Um, on that, uh, very, it's a very powerful film, uh, Zoe. What, what, I mean, do you, do you want to say a bit about like maybe what you were thinking about? And, and the, 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 we obviously had some, some people working with us on it and, and maybe some of the what's behind it really in terms of how, how we were trying to deliver the message uh, as well uh, as an image and as a as a message as a brand but also what we were some of the behind the scenes stuff as well is quite interesting yeah yeah no happily um so i, I guess it started sort of back in oh gosh i think probably around last easter time where where we we were you know really all talking about our commitments to sustainability and that strategy and but also finding it hard to find a way to synthesize that into a really like pithy um set of words like how do we how do we how do we tell people what we mean what does it mean to us in a nutshell our, our commitments to sustainability and um so we we briefed a, a couple of different agencies and 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 one came back and and it was their sort of take on things which was you know we're a healthcare business let's take on the planet as a patient and let's treat it like we would, you know, a, a, one of our customers or residents and really make sure that we're giving it the, the, the same care and level of, um, and level of support. And I would just love that angle. And I think it's, it, it also meant that, you know, it was a, a real, um, niche opportunity for us because not every business, although many are interested in sustainability, um, are, is able to make that sort of claim about, um, taking on the planet as a patient and treating it with care. Uh, and, you know, as the years gone on, we've talked even more with our colleagues in clinical about that kind of intersection between human health and planet health and why it's so important for us to um, to look after the planet. And because in turn, um, you know, that that's going to help customers and patients too um, and keep them healthy. Um, so that's sort of how, how I guess the thinking originated. Um, and then we started to talk with that, that agency, um, they're called AMV BBDO, um, lots of initials there. But we, we started to talk with them about how we might bring it, bring it to life as a bit of a concept. And we talked about creating a film that, that showed healthcare professionals in all four corners of the world kind of treating the planet as a patient, you know, whether that's in the desert, taking the a temperature of the of a crack in the desert floor or whether that's goodness up a mountain in antarctic um you know uh, checking in on a on an icicle um and and you know we really like that concept but actually it it became very apparent that to fly to four corners of the earth to to film um that would just not really be in keeping with with the messages that we were trying to convey it was also technically the easiest way of doing the filming yeah, wasn't yeah. it uh, uh, and so we chose a, we chose a <laughs> A different path for a couple of different reasons as well, didn't we? A more a braver, a braver. That's very path. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at the time it, it was it was a definite brave call, and it was um, you know the agency sort of said, look, we think we can we can do this with some clever CGI and some and really technology that's only been used in gaming, um, not not really in um, marketing materials or in creating films like this. And so it was a bit of a um, you know a, a, a risk for us to say, okay, well let's try and create this in a way that's really credible but without um leaving a 
big aircraft hangar studio in North London. And it was a great experience to try that out, you know, quite nerve wracking, um, but really glad to be on this side of it with a with a finished product that we're really proud of. Um, and yes, that has launched, as you said, on sort of YouTube channels and other things. But I think we've seen how that's landed with our people and customers. And there's a bit more to come. We're going to make sure it gets um, a little bit more exposure uh, in 2023 and that there's a bit more of a campaign to make sure it, it gets some good reach now that we've yeah. we've created it. And we'll get that message out there. Yeah, and back to the sort of, uh, you know, the, the brand characteristics of consistency and, and being genuine. I think we're following it up, aren't we, with um, with some films that sort of talk to what actually, but, but, uh, what we are actually doing yeah. to, yeah. you know, face into this issue. Yeah, that's, that's totally right. We've, um, you know, really conscious that there's this commitment, you know, to take on the planet as a patient, but there's also our people and our customers want to know what what we're doing right now, what have we already done? Um, and uh, yeah, there's a there's a great uh, campaign coming where we've um, collected those sort of examples of progress from right across the Booper globe. Um, and it's going to be wrapped up in a series called Mission Sustainable Health. So um, a lot um, to look out for and a lot in terms of detail about not just what we're going to do, but what we're already doing um, to, to try and meet our commitments. Good. Well, I, I'm sure people will enjoy those as they as they get released. Just switching uh, into another example, um, Bupa's brand, probably more historically, certainly what I before I joined the company, what I sort of often associated with 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 Bupa as a sort of someone someone living in the UK was with sport and and you know health, vitality, sport. Uh, one of the things that makes me extremely proud this year is is the how we've we've extended this with the Paralympics uh, partnerships around the world. Um, it might not be something people know that much about outside their own uh, countries, but it'd be great to just just hear what and why on 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 that side and 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 what we're trying to do from a brand situation with with those partnerships. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a really big point of pride that we've been able to extend the partnerships that existed so we are official healthcare partners to the paralympic teams in spain poland and chile um and then this year we added um the uk and uh, most recently australia to that mix as well so we're now official healthcare partner to five different paralympic teams around the world um and i mean that's just incredible um to be able to you know talk to friends and family and colleagues around. It was a real boost when we've um, announced each one of those. You can sort of see the the engagement um, from colleagues on, on the day that we announced them. Um, but, but I think those are a really specific type of sponsorship um, because they're, it's not, it's not about a badging exercise. It's not about getting their logo or or, or putting our logo on their on, on their uniforms and sort of leaving it at that. So, so it's it's part it's partnership, not sponsorship. Yeah. Is that is yeah. that the distinction I think you're making? Absolutely. Right. And I but. think there is sometimes these sort of a, a sponsorship. You know, really, it's just about getting kind of um, fame. And for us, this is you know we've talked about it being a bit of a, a learning opportunity as well. Um, so you know we want to to talk to our different Paralympic partners around how we can be a more inclusive organisation um, and, and a more inclusive business. And so, you know, what are the what do we need to change when it comes to our customer journeys? What might we need to revisit on our website so that we're a much more accessible um, destination? Um, and, and actually, it's it, these sponsorships are kind of a great catalyst for us to keep improving and to keep changing. We're, we're not... Um, necessarily a partner because we think we're already great in this space. Um, I think I, I like to 
capture this as a, a bit of a learning partnership. Um, you know, we've we've got these commitments now, and together we can learn how to be a more inclusive um, employer and a more inclusive brand, and also support the Paralympians in the process. We're absolutely there to be uh, their healthcare partner, and that that's not just so that they can um, perform well on the day of a sporting event, but that's everything in between from trying to make sure that we're supporting them on their sleep, their diet, um, any mental health concerns they may have as that, you know, elite sportsmen, I'm sure do in terms of tests of resilience. So really trying to be a, a, a you know, a great support. Um, and, and, and yes, yeah, so that we can both help each other. Well, that's going to be very exciting when, the, when the Olympics and Paralympics come around again, which is not that yeah, far away. Paris 24, um, yeah. and the clock's ticking. I think there'll be some healthy competition between our five countries who've all got Paralympics um, teams as well. So it'll, it'll um, certainly be fun. So we're heading into 2023. Um, any exciting plans for the year ahead? Uh, any thoughts there? Yeah, lots, um, you know, back to that sort of potential point. Um, the sustainability films that we've mentioned, the sort of mission sustainable health, and I think starting to land those and just build even more momentum in our brand as, as one that, you know, is trying to make a better world and really focused on on the opportunity around improving people health and planet health. Uh, so that's a big focus. Um, and equally, I think building our credibility as a digital health provider as well. So looking to our kind of fledgling bluer brand um, across Booper and starting to build that up and get a bit more um, recognition and understanding for, for all the benefits um, of that digital health proposition. And whether that's, you know, the sustainable benefits from carbon reduction from people that can serve themselves and their health needs at home um, without having to get in a car or commute to a um, provision setting. Um, but that's also an improved customer experience, um, but you know, and also um, better health outcomes ultimately. So there's a there's a lot I think still to come in the digital health space that we that we can start to build for our brand. Um, the Paralympics we've just spoken about. There's there's um there's no end of um of brand building opportunities when it comes to um, that Paralympic partnership. Um, and I think there's more that we can start to talk about as well in regards to customer stories. So, um, uh, Nigel, I know you've been a big sponsor of the customer listening activity that's launched in the last year. Um, I'm pretty sure we've, we're on something like 40,000 calls listened to now um, and around 15,000 ideas submitted about how we could further improve our, our sort of customer experience. And, you know, within that, as and when we start to take those ideas and, and, and land them, those are gold dust in terms of um, brand building moments uh so i want to stay really close to um to understanding you know where we're making changes you know whether those are system changes process changes human changes there's there's going to be um a lot of opportunity to just showcase back to our people and our customers where we're listening and and trying to improve um so yeah that's just a start of a 10 scratch the surface but um i think there's there's certainly a lot that we can talk about um and and that's the the beauty of this place there are um there's so much work underway and there's gold dust all over the place so lots of um great storytelling opportunities but i think those are the big buckets for us great and lots to look forward to and for all uh, all our listeners i mean we're all part of the brand ourselves so we carry that brand with us and our how we behave every day how we show up so um we're all part of it it's not just down to zoe and the teams to do that I think that's uh, that's pretty much uh, us at time, uh, Zoe. I, I, everybody, thanks for listening. And, and Zoe, thanks for joining The Running Elephant. Oh, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As usual, if you want to get in touch, if you have any questions or comments, please drop us a line at runningelephant at See you next time. Hold up. 